Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 267 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we are coming to you after the Kings lose to the Suns, 109 to 120. It's not really a bad loss. It's not a good loss. There's no moral victories here. It's just a loss. And uh, yeah, I'll explain what that means. But first, let me introduce Fong. Hello. Yeah, so as I said, I don't think this is bad. This is, It's a loss, so there's no way it's good. And there's no moral victories here. The Kings just lost this game, basically. Yeah, I mean, we tried our best to stop Book. And then there's Aiden that kind of went to his spots at will. But I think the one guy we really need to stop this game was Joshua Kogi, really. Joshua Kogi, he's a, like, I describe him as just a pain in the ass. He's a guy that every team wants, or every guy wants on their team. But if he's on the other team, it's really annoying. Now, he's not like Pat Bev, like, where it's just, you know, a lot of smoke and not a lot of fire, honestly. He's a lot of fire, but it's not, a, but he's not like, you know, He's not one of those guys who's doing it for the cameras, if that makes any sense. He's just a hard-nosed guy who plays hard as hell. And, yeah, he kind of got the kids. Yeah, I mean, he was at the right spots at the right time, really, in terms of rebounding. And, uh, I mean, he was kind of pretty much uh, really good on the offensive end, surprisingly. I I don't know how his three-point shooting was, but uh, in this game, I mean, he was three for four. Let me just look up his stats real quick. He is shooting 31% from three. So it makes sense that he shoots three for four. But I, I, I mean, every shot he took, I was like, you know what? That's gravy. I love it. Make him beat. You know, if Josh Akogi beats you, then Josh Akogi beats you. But the issue I have is that the Kings let them get to, let the Suns get to their spots with no resistance, basically all game. Yeah, pretty much. Especially, like I said, DeAndre Ayton. I feel like we gave Devin Booker a, a little bit tougher time at times, but I mean, Ayton just shot over uh, Sabonis at will, I'd say. And there's no really stopping that since, you know, Sabonis is kind of smaller. And uh, I mean, we really didn't have any other answer for uh, DeAndre Ayton when he was on the floor. Now, if you look now, DeAndre in this and Josh Okoki, like there's symptoms of a bigger problem with the Kings defense is that they don't stop the guys from creating and getting to their spot. And the, the main guy that really creates a lot of their shots outside of Booker is Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul didn't score that much, only 17 points, but he had 19 assists. He dictated everything. He got to the spots he wanted with basically no resistance and you know, if you've watched if you watch Chris Paul like in the playoffs, the way to stop him is to make him go to the rim because Lord have mercy, he cannot finish anymore. But the Kings just don't, they're just not that level of defense yet, unfortunately. And yeah, they just let Chris Paul dictate everything in the half court. And yeah, he sliced them up. And that's this kind of what you get. The Kings didn't even play bad on defense or bad on offense this game. I thought they were good. They did not shoot well overall, but they were smoking hot from three. But they just could just could not get stops on on the other end, basically, and that's kind of how they lost this game. Yeah, I mean, from in my opinion, the bench, of course, kind of didn't really show up this game again. But I mean, we had TD, which I mean, kind of replaces the Malik Monk uh, that we're missing in this lineup. 
other than that, I mean, <clears throat> like you said, yeah, our offense was pretty good. Uh, I just wish we also hit some uh, open shots at times as well. Like I, I'm. It is what it is. Sometimes, like you know, sometimes shots just don't go down. Like the bench, you know, a lot of people were actually really harsh on Davion. I really don't like that. It, you know, it's tough for him. Like he's barely playing any minutes, and you know the defense. It's he's not he's not the reason why the defense is bad. And like without any like without a true rim protector back there, it's just tough for him to really be able to have an effect when he's going to get screened off more than likely. You know, it's tough for Davion and like, you know, Metu didn't provide anything. Trey Lyles didn't do much. Terrence Davis was really the only guy that played well off the bench and he was an absolute roller coaster. Just, you know, going a little too fast, a little bit too, you know, shot, you know, shot happy. But, you know, he he brought he brought like good to this game. But, you know, with the starters playing as well as they have, they needed something from the bench and it just wasn't enough. To, oh, just, yeah. to basically only have TD score and Trey Lau score four points. Oh yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The bench is a uh, defense. You could really see it when it, they're on the floor. It's just you know, it just so happens that we can't hit any shots. And yeah, like their defense was good for stretches, but like it, it's hard for the Kings to unfortunately put together a perfect lineup where the perfect mix of offense and defense. Like you know, the starters, you know, they they were great this game. You know, there are defensive holes. Like Sabonis is simply not a rim protector. And so there's weaknesses there. And then, you know, you go to the bench, there's not enough offense, unfortunately. So, like, I don't know, I don't know like how they're gonna figure this out, but you know, it, it was it was a tough game. They just could not get stops. Mike Brown just couldn't figure out the lineups. And you know, the Suns, they knew what they wanted to do and they did it. Oh yeah. I mean, just imagine if Katie was uh healthy for this game. And that's the other part, right? This is kind of this is somewhat demoralizing because the 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 Suns really didn't have a much of a bench either. Like Ish Wainwright didn't do anything. T.J. Warren did some stuff, but he wasn't. He only had five points. And then Damian Lee, like usual Kings killer, didn't do anything. And Saban Lee got three got three shots or made three shots. Like you know, this is this is a bit like disappointing. But it's almost a game I almost expect the Kings to lose because you look on the injury report and there's no injuries. I'm usually more worried that they would lose. Like, had Booker not played this game, I would actually be more worried. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so it's just one of those weird – it's just one of those kinds of games. Like, they simply kind of just got – they got out-executed. That's really what it is. And, you know – We'll have to see if there is a, another level they can go to on defense. Like we have, we've seen it for stretches in, like during the season, but they've never been able to put it consistently. I, I mean specifically defensively, and yeah, it's just they like again their offense. I thought was fine for the most part, despite not being able to get into the paint much. But like they were lights out from three. That that's actually that was actually a good thing, but you know, like they couldn't get stops, and you know they. In a in a game of just you know who has the better offense, they they blinked first, and they got out executed. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So I'll I'll just quickly just run through some of the good. Kings got a good three point shooting game. So this game they made th- fourteen three pointers. A lot from De'Aaron. Like De'Aaron was really good from three. Kevin Herter looks to have refound his range. Keegan uh, contributed some. Uh, Terrence Davis, like despite I think he shoots like thirty five percent from three, he is a very dangerous shooter. Like he can heat up real quick. 
Um, another good thing that they did, got to the line a bunch, like 24, 24 free throws to the Suns of 16, and they made 21. They were really good from the free throw line. Um, and they did manage to out-rebound the Suns, but that is with a caveat. They they got more offensive rebounds, and that made their total uh rebounds more but the but they gave up some really bad like offensive rebounds to the suns like especially in the fourth quarter um yeah so that's basically like the good there's a lot more bad um any do you want to actually like say any more good before i move to the bad uh i mean you pretty much uh stated most of the key points in terms of the good i mean in my opinion i don't want to say this but i do you think we focus too much on the offense and whack on the defensive end uh, at times? You just start watching the Kings. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of their, I mean, the, the issue is they don't have the personnel to play the defense. It is really just what it is. However, the communication just was poor. Like I, I there was one specific play. Like I don't, it's just incredible to me that like, they still don't have this down. Like Kessler Edwards is guarding Devin Booker, you know, uh, Kessler Edwards is on uh, Devin Booker's hip, but you know he kind of gives a straight line drive, and Mezzi is standing right in front of Devin Booker and does not help. And it's just one of those things where Mezzi has to be able to see that he needs to help. Like I don't know what it is with like the defensive communication; it's just not there. But like you know, you know, slice it all down. They really don't have the personnel to do it, and. You know, this is one of those things where, like, you know, they had to, they probably should have made a trade and they didn't. So, this is kind of what you got. But, you know, maybe, maybe they just need a break. Like, it, you know, it, do, it does look like certain guys are just tired. Like, Sabonis looks worn out. Like, Kevin Herter before this game could not hit a three to save his life. And, you know, Keegan, you know, weird game for him. Like, a really good stat line, but a minus 16 somehow, which is weird. Like, you know, I think everyone just needs a break and just reset. We'll see what happens after the All-Star break. Yeah, and we'll we'll be having, like, what, a whole week of rest? Uh, I think our next game will be on next Wednesday, actually. <laughs> next Wednesday or Thursday? I don't even remember. Yeah, it's I think it's next Wednesday against uh, Portland, if I remember checking. I do remember it is Portland, so. Okay, yeah, so that that's interesting. Um. Yeah, um, we have we've only seen Portland once. Portland's been heating up. Um, uh, did they lose today? Let me check. Let's see, yes, they did. Oh, wait, wait, it's still going on. It's still going on. So they're down. They're down. What fifteen right now? Apparently, they were like shooting really well. But uh, anyways, yeah. So I think they just need some rest. But the the defensive communication, like, it's just still so. It's just still so bad at certain points, and you just can't have that. And, you know, their defense kind of waxes and wanes. It is still really good. But, like, this game, they just could not get to the paint. It was it was weird. Like, credit to the Suns' defense. But, you know, it's just one of those games where their offense wasn't exactly great, despite actually shooting really well from three. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it, you were right. It was it's next Thursday for the Portland game. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens then. But uh, the bad about this game, uh, as I said, shot they, like they shot well from three, not shoot well from two. Like they shot 44% this game. Like, the, so this is interesting. So the Suns had 88 uh, field goal attempts. They they hit 50 of their shots. So 50 of uh, 88, 56%. The Kings were 37 of 83. Like they shot horrible this game overall. 
And, you know, it's just one of those kind of weird games where they just didn't shoot well within the arc and credit to the credit to the um, Suns defense. But I thought the Kings could have been better. Um, they also just gave up a lot of big offensive rebounds to the Suns. Now, the, now we did out-rebound the Suns on the offensive end. But big, big, big rebounds where like the Kings just did not team rebound well. And it's been a, it's been an issue. Like they do have moments where they team rebound well, but like there are moments where it's bad to say the least. Um, they got destroyed in the paint 62 to 40, if I remember right. Right. Off the top of my head. Let me check. Let's see. In the paint, you said? Yep. So yeah. 62 to 40. They, yeah. again, they let the Suns get whatever they want on D, on their, on their offensive end. And uh, yeah, the Kings couldn't get to the paint enough. Uh, they were bailed out a little bit by the threes, but you got to be able to get into the paint. They only had 23 assists. Now, is that a concerning thing to you? Now, I can't say this for sure, but I felt like there have been a lot of games lately where there's sub 25 assists. Hmm. Now that you mention it, I feel like most of the time, we see a lot more assists when the starters are on the floor and when the, whatchamacallit, when the bench is on the floor, we don't see too much ball movement. It seems like, the, you know, just the usual typical, I wouldn't say iso ball, just swinging around the perimeter and hoping to get someone open type kind of deal. I mean, it, it just feels like the offense wasn't really flowing for the bench, but in terms of the, what you would call starters. I mean, you could tell that, you know, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis were just trying to make up something for uh, themselves. Yeah, um, but it, it is a bit concerning to me that it's a lot of iso ball. You know, a lot of individual brilliance from uh, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox was good, really good this game. Sabonis was pretty good this game. And, you know, you just, the you needed more from the other guys. And, you know, a good sign of if the offense is running well is usually if Keegan gets a lot of shots and Keegan did not get a lot of shots. So, it, I mean, it is what it is sometimes. Like, it does, it is going to be something I'm going to keep an eye on if they keep not getting assists. Mm. Like, there's only so much you can rely on De'Aaron Fox carrying you in the fourth. In the fourth. Mm. You need you need the other guys to step up as well. Um, They also turned the ball over 17 times or 25 points. Again, like the 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 Suns definitely had a certain level of physicality. I mentioned jo- Josh Okogi being a menace and just being a pain in the ass. He affected the game, like you know he he caused he caused like a, lo- a lot of deflections and just a lot of havoc. And you know TD like that very weird chaotic run he had at the end of the third that was really really ugly to see. So the Kings just were not ready for like the level of physicality that the Suns brought, and uh, yeah they got rattled a bit, um, and. Yeah, again, ultimately, I, I thought it was a good game from the Kings, but they just got out executed by, you know, a a more experienced and, you know, a more seasoned uh, team, despite like ha- them having so many injuries and, you know, not having Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, hopefully we could, you know, somehow bounce back, maybe at home. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and hopefully, you know, some of our guys, you know, figure out their rhythm and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back. And yeah, the next game will be at home. Although like, it's been, it's been a bit of a coin toss, whether we win at home or not. So who knows, (laughs) who knows, but anyways, you know, last game before all-star game, the the guys finally get a well-deserved rest. Um, you know, we got two all-stars representing us. 
Uh, I don't know I'll be watching the All-Star game, to be honest. I might. I honestly don't know yet. There might be some better going on, let's be honest, after that day. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Ke- oh yeah, Kevin Herter confirmed for the three-point shootout, and uh, Keegan will be in the Rising Stars game. Oh, okay. So no one in the skills challenge, I'm assuming. Um, I should have had that list of and no one, no one on the Kings though. Hmm, I see. Well, that's great. Uh, so far, I mean, we're what one game from the fourth seed, which is now the Phoenix Suns, and we're now two and a half games from uh, Memphis. Oh, it's just too bad. It is what it is. It will we'll be in a chase, I think, all year or the rest of the year. And yeah, losing these two games is tough because, you know, good chance that Kevin Durant plays in the in the other two games. And that's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, we just got to win from here on out, you know, the games that mattered and uh, what you recall it. Which is every and, game. Yeah, which is every game, but definitely the games that uh what you call was the saying not that we deserve to win but we should be the winnable games that we should be winning yeah um the kings of you know they've I, I, like as every as basically every sane um kings fan has said like if you said the kings were seven games above 500 at this point would you at the beginning of the season with two all-stars would you believe it I no, I would not. Exactly, the Kings have set themselves up very well, and like you know, like we have home court advantage right now. Who knows if that's actually going to like hold up? Like a bad week can send us down the standings, but I think the Kings have built up enough of a cushion that I don't think they'll fall to the ten seed. And with just how mediocre like that portion of the standings are. I just don't think those teams can take advantage. Unfortunately, they're going to keep randomly losing games. Like Warriors just on, granted on the second out of back to back. So you can't really blame them. Just lost to the Clippers, you know, and like the teams are going to keep, those teams are going to keep dropping random games and they're going to keep themselves around that pack. And again, the Kings, they've done their job in building this cushion to kind of remain in the third seed. And, you know, Lord knows what's going to happen. But again, We got two all-stars. We got a guy in the three-point shootout. I don't know if that means anything to anyone, but, you know, Mm -hmm. and ultimately, like, they're in a very good position. And I'm very satisfied with with what they've done this so far this season. Oh, yeah. Definitely surpassed that. uh, What was that one guy? We're going to get 40? Yeah, I feel like we're definitely going to surpass that prediction. And uh, yeah, we're two, I think on some betting odds, like they the they had the Kings winning thirty two and a half games. We're about to hit the over, so mm. you know, and we might have even hit the over on some other betting book. So, you know what? It, it's a it's been a big turnaround. You know, the these guys really need a break. They're definitely worn out. So yeah, let's wait till after the break, and hopefully the Kings just keep up this momentum. Don't fall apart after the after the All Star break. Oh yeah, we shall see. Uh, before we actually go, just wanted to quickly mention, so uh, the Kings, of, of course, didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, but Sam Amick did report on uh, two podcasts, basically. Kings tried to get in on Vanderbilt and actually offer two seconds, and uh, were actually pretty pissed when they didn't get him, basically. Hmm. And they were also in the Matisse-Dibel market, but ended up not getting him, of course. So 
you know, they they were looking to add more defensive help, clearly. And, you know, just like looking at a game like this, it makes sense. Granted, I'm not sure about Jared Vanderbilt. Like, Jared Vanderbilt's good. I don't know if he plays in crunch time that much because he, I don't know if he can play with Sabonis just because he doesn't space the floor very well. So, I, I mean, he, he would have been interesting on this team, though. I see. I don't. I don't think Jared Vanderbilt got moved. Uh, this uh, what you gonna call he, it? He trade. He, oh, he did. He's on the Lakers. Oh, it was that trade, wasn't it? With from. Oh. By the way, great pickup for the Lakers. That's a great pickup. I I totally forgot about that trade. G. <laughs> yeah, there were there was a lot of stuff going on that day. Um, but yeah, Jared Vanderbilt, like he he's a good player, and he's probably an upgrade over Rashawn. He's kind of like a wing. He's more of a wing version of him. And hmm. uh, you know, they also like Matisse Thybulle. I'm actually not that like I'm I'm not that like I'm not crying over not getting him just because his offensive limitations. It's it's. I don't want to say it's crippling, but it's bad. Granted, he hit four of six from three against uh, what team did they play against last night? I should have it here. Against Houston? No, against the Lakers. He he went four of six from three. Okay, sure. Yeah, that That's... yeah. Enjoy that while it lasts up, Portland. You guys are gonna get frustrated real soon. But uh, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too. What is the word? I can't figure out the word, but I, I'm not sad that we didn't get Matisse Dibble. I used to love Matisse Dibble, but his offensive game not developing is is a problem. Yeah, I mean, on the defensive end, it it, it can only go so far. <laughs> it's just one one guy that we can't rely on on the floor, like it, you said, on offense. And also, dirty little secret. Don't actually think he's that he's not locked down as many people think he granted he's one of the best De'Aaron defenders for like a season. He's been hit or miss with him with him lately, but he's he's as successful as he is because Joel Embiid was behind him. That was that was one of that was the key to his his success. So we'll see how he does in Portland. I, I don't I don't know, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we shall see. Okay, anything else you want to quickly talk about? Um it's the Super Bowl. You want to quickly talk about that or no? Uh, I mean, real quick, congrats to Patrick, Patrick Mahomes for winning his second. Along guess, who, with the... guess who predicted it? <laughs> you did? Yes, I did. Not not you. That's the important part. <laughs> Wanted the yeah, w- Eagles to win. What? No. I wanted Patrick Mahomes to win his second. It's just that you, it was kind of a toss You said you did not want Kansas City to win. Am I remembering this wrong? Uh, I... I don't know, but to be honest, I didn't want either of them to win. <laughs> so if I had to choose, I mean, I, I would say neither, but you, that will never, ever happen. Okay. Well, yeah, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. He is, you know what, I, I don't, I'm not going to crown the go. I don't know enough about football, but he he's, he's definitely the best player in the NFL, right? Uh, Best quarterback, I'd say. Best quarterback, sorry. But uh, yeah, the game was—I would say—it's pretty good. It's just you know one call kind of flipped the switch for uh, you know Kansas City and uh, kind of. Did you think that was a penalty? It, yeah, it was a penalty. It was uh, a penalty. Okay. Yeah, it was a what you call holding call. I forgot uh, who got called on, but I I remember it was on Juju, and it, I mean the angles didn't do it justice when I saw it. 
but I mean, on in the press conference, he did say he did hold him. I guess so. Yeah, when when the player says, "Yeah, I fouled him," the rest of the fan base can shut the fuck up, please. Because like the rest of the fan, like Eagles, like no, he didn't hold, or like they didn't call it earlier in the game, which is true. But at the same time, it is a it is a was it a penalty? Like it is a foul. Like at the end of the day, and you know, worst of all, the guy admitted that he did it. So, what else is there to argue? Yeah. So by Eagles fans. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons why I didn't want the Eagles to win. Eagles fan, no offense to them, they are. Uh, they were they were cocky after they beat the Niners. At, despite you know Niners literally not having a quarterback. Sure, yeah, you know, pump your chest of how good you are, but you know, eat shit <laughs> kindly. Which which you know, I'm pretty sure Eagles fans did. Like I, I've seen some crazy ass fans eat horse shit on the street. Yeah, I kind uh, not gonna lie. Regardless of win or lose, uh, I wanted to. I mean, Philadelphia's gonna burn. That's that's all I could say. And I then I mean, I didn't see Philadelphia burn this time around after they lost. So I don't know if you saw the uh, Jabari Jabari Smith uh, Jr. He was at a hotel, and apparently, like downstairs, there was like a march going on because it, they had just lost and. Jabari Smith was like saying, can you guys shut up? I haven't beat the, the next night. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> uh, ne- uh, never change, Philly. Never change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to quickly talk about? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking about getting a jersey. A but... football jersey or a, a, a king jersey? A jersey. Okay. Um, I was get? thinking about getting like a meme jersey, not gonna lie. I was trying to look around and I was like thinking, mm, should I get a custom? I'm not sure. It's a big it's a big what if in like in the future if you know customs ever go on sale. But uh I was thinking either uh Costa Kufis. <laughs> did, did they still sell those? Cause like no. they still sell, they still like they'll sell like Zach Randolph jerseys like full price in the Kings team store every now and then. Like yeah, the online one, the online one. They, they don't sell. Yeah, the store. yeah. I don't know why they still had that Zach Randolph jersey up uh, after all these years, but yeah, I, I remember seeing that one. And uh, the other one is uh, Papa Giannis. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough. That's tough. Yeah, I, I already think I already know your answer in terms of which. Uh, Look, I'm not going to judge you. I love like hipster uh, jerseys that like that, that aren't common. So I, I, I always appreciate those. Yeah, the problem is um, during the first year of, you know, when Nike became the brand of the jerseys, it didn't really have the Nike logo or it was in like a. It was a year where it's kind of it was kind of like they were testing out their own new jerseys, and I mean it was also the year remember where LeBron ripped his jersey like I don't know how many times. Yeah, I remember. Mm. But yeah, after looking through, I I looked for every single number in terms of um, the Kings' uh, roster, and you know, in the past years, and uh, you know when uh, what you call it Nike ever made. Like their jersey because you know I can't get their jersey anymore. I have to get it custom. Mm, and I, yeah. I noticed what you call it. 
there was a lot of people that we knew that has the number 13. And one of them, of course, you know, it's Keegan. Uh, the, you know, the main guy that we all know that's number 13 was also Doug Christie. But there was like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people out of the 10 that we probably knew who also had the number 13. I'm going to try guessing like <laughs> some of those nine. Sorry, you lost me. <laughs> I, I will agree with what you said. Yes, yes, number 13. <laughs> I'm just going to read this out real quick. Daryl Watkins, remember him? No. No. <laughs> Sorry. There's Tyreek Evans. That, Derek, yeah, I remember him. I remember him, yeah, sure. Derek Williams. Really? Derek Williams was number 13? Yeah. Oh, wow. Quincy AC. I, I for some reason I would have I loved should him. remember that. I, I should have remembered that. I have like a poster of him. And mm. I don't have it up, but I do have a poster with him in, in the house. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I would have loved a Quincy AC jersey at the time because I'm pretty sure it was like on sale like 24-7 during those years. Uh of course Papayanis, Alec Burks, Corey Brewer, Dwayne Deadman, Robert Dwayne Woodard. Deadman. Yeah. Robert Woodard and Tristan Thompson. And then there's Keegan. Hmm. Long history. Got a, all right, guys. Uh, you, you you that's what you came here for. A little history lesson of who wore number 13 in, in the Kings. Yeah. That was a weird uh transition to be honest for towards the end of the podcast um okay well we'll we'll end it with this i'm gonna end it with some wrestling first of all uh i just i just saw this on twitter um jerry jarrett um has passed away very he is a wrestling legend um that you know was very prominent um in the territories he and also like he had a lot of just he had a lot of he, he had a lot of like involvement in the early TNA days before Jeff Jarrett kind of did some stupid stuff. Let's be honest. Um, but but overall, just another kind of rest a big wrestling figure. Unfortunately, has passed away. So I'd like to offer uh, condolences to him. I'm I'm not gonna. I, I don't know enough about the history of Jerry Jarrett. It is a era that I simply just have not ever bothered to explore. But I do know he was very important in wrestling history. So, you know, uh, condolences to his passing. Yeah. Hey, rest in peace. Um, is that the father or the brother to Jeff? That is the father of Jeff Oh, Jarrett. I see. Je- yeah. Jerry Jarrett knew that Vince Russo was an idiot. And that's all. And that's good with me. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett did not know that. And that's how he ruined TNA, basically. So, yeah. Uh, that's so good Good on him uh, and to end this uh, podcast I'll just quickly talk about Elimination Chamber I don't think I don't know if we're going to do an, another episode before it happens so I'm going to shoot my shot here Sami Zayn is going to win the world title or one of the titles maybe both I think it's actually for both I'm going to say he's going to win in Montreal and I'm definitely tuning in to watch that I might miss the three point contest because of that <laughs> oh is this Sunday too Jeez. it's Saturday Oh, this Saturday? Oh, gosh. Wait, let me check. It's on the 18th. Yes, yeah, it's a Saturday. Saturday, this Saturday. Oh, man, I might want to tune in, too. So, wait, he has a chance to win both or one? I think it's both, because like he challenged Roman for the undisputed universal world heavyweight, you know, um, dimensional dimensional championship. I, I don't, I forgot what it's called, but yeah, um, 
I, I want him to win so bad. Like Cody has, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not the I'm not a fan of the Cody stuff at WrestleMania, like Cody versus Roman. I'm, I'm not a fan of the idea of that just because Sammy's so hot right now. But Cody, Cody has, you know, he's turned some heads. And now I'm not saying that I fully support the decision to go with him and Roman at WrestleMania. He's not, he's not a bad, he's not a bad choice, but the, my, the heart wants what the heart wants. I want Sammy to win that title. Yeah. I, I mean, I gotta say he had pretty good night skills with, um, you know, the promo they kicked off on raw between Sammy and uh, Cody. So Cody, you know, one of the best promos in the industry, it does come like, it's really good material, but it is sometimes this is a weird thing to say, and it's not in a bad way. He has like John Cena vibes to me, just kind of mm. like he has like the guy, the, you know, the company man type vibes to him. And it's not in a, it's not exactly in a bad way. It just that's kind of just how I feel about him. You know, uh, you know, if you disagree with me, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm about to say something else, but yeah. I'm very sorry. I mean, the only one thing I'm not used to Cody is his, you know, neck tattoo. That is an awful tattoo. That is that kind of when people started to turn on him when he started to get that tattoo. When he got uh, tattoo. <laughs> yeah, when every time I see him now, I'm like, it, it just doesn't fit there. I mean, it just I looks mind. stupid. It looks stupid. I'm uh, yeah. sorry. Look, look. If you love America, good for you, and you love that tattoo, good for you. It is a stupid tattoo. I'm sorry. Well, I, I wouldn't mind if you got on your arm, your chest, your back. It's just the neck. Get it, get it on the tramp stamp. Like, why the neck? It's, it's way too out there. <laughs> the tramp stamp uh i don't know that that's probably the next place i wouldn't want to see uh no, no, get, get a, a giant dick pointing to his ass would probably be more like better than the neck tattoo <laughs> it is an awful tattoo uh, yeah and he's at it for years now so i mean he does him yeah so Oh, I, I want I want Sammy to win. I'm watching that. I'm I'm gonna be so hyped for the match. I really don't know what's gonna happen. Well, I, I kind of have an idea. I don't. Ultimately, I don't think Sammy will win. But fuck, do I want it to happen? And I'm gonna predict it to happen. Well, I mean, they I gotta they gotta figure out some way to you know split that belt somehow. You know, t- t- triple threat of Mania isn't the worst thing. It really isn't. Hmm. I mean, can they change that? Uh, what you call it? They uh, they did it in 2014. That's all I know. I mean, it's like how would I say it. I don't know. They could make up some rule where if you pin Roman once, you win one of the belts. If you pin him again, you win the other. There's a there's a there's a rumor that they might make him do a back to back, like you know, uh, night one of WrestleMania, like face Sammy or Cody. Night two, face the other one. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I mean, WWE they could make whatever rule, and you know we'll have to go with it. Either way, I- I'm tuning in to watch it. Montreal, oh. that pop is going to be insane. It's oh, going to be yeah. an amazing crowd. Canada, they usually deliver. Usually, uh, I expect the KO interference. Oh, oh yeah. One more thing: the Usos. The, apparently, they originally they were. They were banned from entering Canada because of their DUIs. Oh, but okay. that will not be an issue. They will be able to actually uh, go to Canada. So that is unfortunate. Actually, I was hoping that they wouldn't be able to, so that they couldn't cost Sammy. But they will be able to go to Canada. Oh, oh don't you worry. I'm pretty sure Kale would uh, come out and you know interfere. 
but that that'd be pretty funny. But I, I don't. But I don't want it them to interfere. It's gonna end up with Sammy losing. I, I know. That, that's just how it's gonna happen. And, and that's when KO comes in, and that's when KO beats them. Uh, but that that'd be pretty funny if you know the DUI did come into the storyline. <laughs> we shall see. I'm I'm hyped for Saturday. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Mm, I don't think so. It's gonna be a whole oh, a little over a week until we uh you know come out with an episode with um for the Sacramento Kings. So I don't know. Do you have any plans on uh you know in between? We'll see. I might consider doing the Naruto episode. The notes are sitting there. I have two more episodes to go. Let's see if I can muster the energy to watch it. Oh, and then we'll do an episode. I, I'm definitely gonna have to rewatch because I, I, I remember what happened. It's just that I need that refresher after I don't know how many months now. All right, no promises because I I already know I already know I don't want to promise anything because I did promise it before and I didn't deliver. So <laughs> that's that's on me. I, you know, hate me for it. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully it will come. We'll see. We shall see. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this one. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Yeah, we'll see you guys later.